Messy Mon- Messy Mondays. Your girl show me. Your girl Marley Mar. Welcome to Messy Mondays, everybody. <laughs> welcome back. Hey, welcome back, Messy everybody. Mondays. Episode number 46. We are here. We're in the building. We are so excited. This is the second time. We are still together in the we same space. We are still together in the same space. Seattle <laughs> and Miami have united, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like I've been here for two weeks. It's only just been like five days, but the past five days have been absolutely amazing. And a lot of memories just flooding back. Right. And a lot of you trying to convince me to move back home. <laughs> but okay. the Pacific Northwest has my heart a little bit. And so, so the humidity, since Marley with the weather, how do you feel about the... Good old southern humidity. It was hot as shit yesterday, yes. and I don't play that game, and I don't enjoy that. We were at Coral Gables, and it was just hot. Like, I couldn't take it. Where, then, are you, where are you at in the Northwest? Seattle. What the fuck? I was going to ask you guys about that. Seattle. I've done my part in the research. By the way, that was a little teaser. You know what I mean? So she got some guns in the building. The Pacific Northwest representing. That's very specific. <laughs> it sounds very geographical when we say it that way. So, That's no, yes. Because I don't know if anyone knows, if those of you have been paying attention, Marty loves to discuss the weather. Like, she's very affected by her atmosphere. Because it affects your whole day, your personality. And since I've moved out there to Seattle, that shit ruins your whole day. And your hair. Your hair, what you're wearing, your mm-hmm. shoes, if you don't have your, your boots on you. All that foolishness that you have to learn. And it floods here, but... Out there, it's just, it's a whole nother level. Well, so. we welcome you here in sunny Florida. But I'm ready for my four seasons. It's going to be All right. So, guys, check this out. We want you to first, while you have your phones in your hand and everybody's getting comfortable, follow Messy Monday's podcast on Instagram. Please follow showme underscore ENT on Instagram. And follow lovemarley underscore on Instagram. Get to know us, get to know the podcast, and keep supporting us. And we really appreciate that. Thank you so much for everyone who subscribed, who has loved us, who has showed us all kinds of support so far. We really appreciate that. As well, episode 45, Scam and Row. Yes, it was fun having Scam and Row on there. She's very talented. I was enjoying the rest of her music and other things that she was sending us. And she has a new single coming out, I believe it's the 9th. So look out for that. But thank you to Scam and Row for definitely joining us. Um, and her hospitality, of course. Yes. <laughs> we actually recorded at her place because that was the only time we had. And we were like in a, the third bedroom, which is the kid's bedroom with the Pokemon. <laughs> all it's that. not like the historical <laughs> things that in the future of Monday Mondays are going to be like, remember that day we were in a child's room? Right. It was just... Before we blew up. Before we were we like up. recording <laughs> in the trenches. So, you know, those are the moments that we really appreciate. And we actually documented that because we said it. We were like, you know what? All three of us are going to be popping one day. So let's take a picture. So Sky Monroe, make sure to follow her at Sky Monroe Music. That's on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube. And make sure to support her. Her music is dope. And she's pretty, guys, for the men. Okay? So, very special thank you. I would like to take a moment to Coast to Coast Live Music Conference. Um, you guys hosted an amazing experience for everybody in giving a platform to artists to network and to build. It wasn't only about the 50000 By the way, that's what they won. It wasn't only about the money. It was about the fact that we got to collaborate, meet people, and whatever. And me being... A person that was invited to do the podcasting, representing Messy Monday Podcast, I was very honored because I got to learn so much about myself as an individual and I got to learn so much about a lot of upcoming art, music, and talent in the industry. I met producers, I met singers, I met rappers, I met writers, I met 
people that have been in the game. I got to listen to people that I admire. I got to hear a female tell me about what it's like to work for Rock Nation and the best thing she said. I think, what is this? What's the name? Just Beyonce. Sweetness, sweetness. <laughs> Her thing was, she goes, if you're going to work in a male industry, you got to think like a man. Oh. You got to talk like a man and you got to act like a man because then a man is going to understand that it's about business and not about anything else. She said it in a different way, but that's what I took from it. So I felt as if, you know what, this female in this all-male panel, mm-hmm. in this 98% male environment, mm-hmm. is speaking real truth to us right now. And I really appreciate that sweetness and thank you that resonated with me. So I feel like there's a lot of value to Coast to Coast. I love the mixtape vibe. I love the live music. I love the competitions. I love the money. It's just an awesome environment. <laughs> and we you know love what I'm you saying? too. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, so much we just, love. We just want to say that thank you for allowing Messy Mondays to be a part of that in any way, shape, or form. And please always reach out to us again in the future because we'll be more than happy to assist, support, and be a part of the movement. With that being said, guys, we do have some guests. So we are super excited that your connections and conversations that you've had with Coast to Coast, and you had some great interviews also, so that was fantastic. About 38, about 38 guys. 38 people? 38. Working. Working. Hustle. hurt. And some of those those are live on Facebook as well, if you want to check those out and see those conversations, how those went, so that's fantastic. And of course, we have special guests that come straight from Coast to Coast, and I want them to introduce themselves. So first... We're going to introduce Fats from Coast to Coast, and I want you to introduce who we're here with also. Uh, yeah, Fats from Coast to Coast, the CEO. Uh, we're here with the artist that we manage named SOXO Supreme. Nice. From, from Portland. Sure, sure. And he's from Portland, from the Northwest. <laughs> Look at that. Which gives me real, gets me really excited because I'm trying to figure out the music scene that is the Pacific Northwest. Right, we got to put it together. Right? <laughs> I know, <and> try to. <laughs> Have you nah. tried that? Nah, I mean, nah, I'm not hating like that. There's a lot of good folks um, from the Northwest in general. Like, a lot of dope cats are that are coming to their own um, and catching waves and stuff. But, like, overall, just, like, the, the place itself, I feel like, is difficult, <laughs> especially before, for rap music. Yeah, yeah before we get too deep into that, introduce yourself, give also your handles, yeah, everything, yeah. where they find you, where they follow you, yeah, where I'm, to listen, all I'm, the good stuff. I'm SOXO Supreme, um, that's E-S-O-X-O Supreme, um, That that's my handle on Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, same thing on YouTube, Spotify, all that jazz, so whatever's your medium to listen to music, I'm there. Apple Music title, whatever, whatever you listen to music on, I'm, I'm on all that stuff. Have a lot of a uh, lot of dope music out if I must say so much. <laughs> why is it dope? Tell us why it's dope. <laughs> because it's dope. Why is it not? Because <laughs> <That's laughs> Because I made that dope shit. Nah, um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like the vibe. The vibe is really on some like contemporary R and B shit. But um, I love that. I love the words contemporary R&B because it goes like it's it's just like the like rolls off and you'd be like oh that's kind of my vibe it's kind of like like modern feng shui it's like damn that's a nice house you know what I'm saying like yeah that's a cool vibe because someone said my house is modern contemporary so and I was like oh that's the word that's my style so when you say contemporary R&B you're like I think that's my style the the way that you said it I was like I think that's that's like the new but like the soul 
right. Yeah, it has right. it has a little bit. So I love that, and I love that you right. You know your category, and you know like yeah. what that drift is. Go ahead, fast. You gotta know what you're doing. Go ahead, fast. Get them categories. Right <laughs> way. <laughs> Go ahead. That's management right there. Right. <laughs> so tell us more about the music. Um. Yeah. I. I man, we're about to open a can of worms. Um. So anyway, so it's like contemporary R and B stuff. Um. You know, I I feel like I try to. The how do I say this, bro? Like, you know what I mean? There, there's some stuff that's a little more rappy. There's just some stuff that's a little more sing-songy. But over overall, I feel like there's like a, a overarching message that I'm trying to get across and stuff. And so that that's that's why I think it's dope. And I feel like for people that really like sink into my music, they they find those breadcrumbs. You know what I mean? And like a lot of people that have been, you know, heavy since the beginning of of this brand they you know like they they resonate to those breadcrumbs and they always come back to me like yo like you helped me through this you helped me through that and I mean I, I know a lot of artists probably get that kind of interaction with certain people mm-hmm. about certain things but specifically like my breadcrumbs like they they are I don't want to say like religious based but there's like there's it's philosophy based you know what I mean so uh, I mean I'm, things that you believe in exactly there you mm-hmm. go so um so those breadcrumbs that it's important to me, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know, don't get me wrong, I have ratchet ass songs and shit too. But <laughs> still it's like the 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 over the breadth of the work is focused towards that, you know what I mean? So it's like when people catch on to it and start looking into it, that's what I appreciate and that's what makes it dope to me. I like the little breadcrumbs that right. are ratchetness like when you make a little bit of <laughs> that's always good we all need a balance in life right yeah, when it comes. life is all about balance exactly, and how you make it. Exactly. um we were previously talking about the pacific northwest so how are you based out of here based out of there i'm like, based out of portland um probably gonna move real soon but um but yeah <laughs> Wait, based out of portland. are you coming to miami I mean, I, it's, it's a debate right now. Oh, <laughs> it's between Miami and LA for me. But um, but yeah, I'm based out of Portland. I, I mean, I love that's like my hometown. I love Portland, all that jazz. But it's been a it's a it's been a very trying thing, um, especially you know like you, you would expect like Portland's the type of place that will fuck with you heavy when they see you doing shit elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, and it, it's it's they a catch twenty two because it's like. You know there there are there are real real life fans in Portland like for sure motherfuckers that die hard for shit but it's just like it's like the in the development process I just I you know what I mean I don't I don't put a lot of energy into Portland and not to hate on Portland I love Portland whatever but it's just like for, from a from an energy and a and a marketing dollar and all that kind of shit like it's hard to fit out there. oh it's, god bro it's I, because for me being out there I find it hard to find shows that I'm interested in and right. like, going to certain things and you have to really really find your niche and your group right. and, and you can oversaturate there really fast yes really fast yes. it's not it's Is not it a big it's a smaller community yeah I mean it's only like what like a million plus people there or some shit like I don't even know if there's a million yet, I think it's the whole northwest too it's just that small it's not right. that small town but it's the small town mentality of like you right. said they want to see if it's not if it's from there it's not official mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right. they want to see things and it's crazy that bro because there's some dope talent so there's may I ask you a question yeah. what is the music genre that is powerful then because there always is some type of a vibe for everything i mean like urban music is definitely i mean like like 
getting further to. northwest in general, I feel like historically speaking, it was like a lot of rock. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we had like Nirvana in Seattle and Soundgarden and fucking Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, all that jazz. And then uh, Everclear came up out of the Portland mm-hmm. area. Jimmy and Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix. Oh yeah, Jimmy Hendrix. But that Jimmy was, who? Who is this Jimmy? You <laughs> remember Jimmy? I think he may nah. have played a guitar. By the exactly. way, right. 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 maybe maybe oddly nearby yeah. Jimi Hendrix's. Uh, cemetery? Were you right? Like, yeah. It's oh my God! Do you guys yeah. do your witch stuff? Oh, no, that's another conversation. That's another conversation. That's, I mean, but that's like that's like a lot of Seattle. I mean, Portland. I mean, it, Portland. You have there. There's a bunch. What is it called? A dandy lot. Dandy. Some. Whatever. Fuck. Anyway, there's a lot of like rock based music that gets yeah. way more action. I feel yes. like rock gets way more play up there than urban yeah. music. Lately, I'd say the past like five years or so, urban music has. Establish a little more foothold in the market, but it's still mm-hmm. fickle as fuck. But is it because urban music is pop? It's now? just because it's pop. It's popular. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just exactly. like anywhere else is getting better. But I still think, like in terms of especially independent music, like for example, yeah. when we try to rent venues there for coast to coast shows, it's harder than any other market just because mm-hmm. of the bias they have towards hip hop yeah. and the violence and that stuff. And we book venues everywhere around the world, seven right. different countries, thirty shows a month. But I cannot book a Seattle or a Portland venue. I believe that. Yeah, and that's true. Out of that's the hundreds true. of that's venues. Really that's wild. It's yeah. usually a your crowd. But do you know that they're missing out on money? Do they know? They're well, I think they're well aware. Yeah, the funny really thing is, is that, remember, that Portland area, there's the Adidas and Nike headquarters. Right. And those folks that work there are part of wanting to have something that's still that urban music and still keeping up with what's happening with everywhere. So you be, you're surprised that they don't actually more opening to that venues and those those kind of artists and information and music coming out there. Right. And that's why you find it weird that they're missing like it's they're just not too open for it. And I find it difficult myself. A lot of shows that I find are underground right. kind of folk music, you know, um, yeah. up and coming bands and things, which is all cool because you find great shit. Right. right. But when you're looking for like dope just R&B or hip-hop artists, it's very trinkled and very small. But like, even one, it's so. even like the first time I saw, I don't know if I'm dating myself, the first time I saw Gym Class Heroes, mm-hmm. right? I saw them when I was like a freshman in college and whatever. And like when I saw them perform, they just came and they were like this no-name band and no one even knew who they were. But then when they performed there, I knew that I was satisfied in my head. Being a music head, I'm like, these dudes are going to make it. You see what I'm saying? So it's like everybody was like, oh, this is a great band. And the people who went, it was like an urban feel, whatever. But because they tried something different and they had a rock band come wow. out, what, a year and a half later, mm-hmm. they had a relevant career. Yeah. Too bad that I think because of drug overdose, that band didn't continue going forward because they had issues with the members. But the point is that sometimes when you try something outside of the scope of things, it does work out and it opens up another demographic of fans for that artist, and right. it does bridge a gap. So I'm I'm sad to hear I think that in Seattle and in Portland and places like that, they're not giving an opportunity for hip hop, rap, or popular music at this point right. to have an avenue to promote that and channel that because cool. that it really is a very unifying music because yeah. it's used and What's something it? I mean, locally. It's a too, and mm-hmm. I'm not and like and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to put some negative spin on urban music whatsoever. Violent shit happens at all anywhere. fucking, yeah, like Never anywhere, right. bro. The motherfuckers get shot at country shows or whatever. Right. Anyway, so like, but I mean, shit does happen sometimes. And it's like, it gets related back to urban yeah. music. And when you have a culture that is quite oppressive to urban, black, 
you know, minorities mm-hmm. and shit, you know what I mean, already. And so they're looking for reasons to black tape and all that kind of shit. Then it's just like, okay, well, there was a shooting around the corner from a show, or there was a shooting around the corner in general, and there happened to be a fucking hip-hop show. Oh, we're putting it on you we're guys. Put, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like, it's there, there's already, you, you also have to understand there's already a culture in the Northwest of, like, it was one of the last KKK strongholds. It was one of the last fucking places that black people couldn't own property like like my mom's from portland so she like fed me all the rap and then like when uh when i was in school like we like i took some crazy sociology classes that were like speaking on this shit but i mean that's a whole other topic but bottom line is is that you had a lot of systemic things going on in this region mm-hmm. for years and years and years and this is just uh you know furthering exactly. yeah you and know that's, what I mean? it's inter- people forget that we are living i'm living in seattle right. which is the most progressive part of the whole state of washington right that's what, no so that was that's what this was this so thing i might a, think one thing and you live in portland right that was that's the which bro, is this so this was, this was this this is what happened in the sociology class i took right and it was like there was a vote to take out offensive language from the Oregon Constitution is basically like nigga this and nigga that and all this shit. That's and what like, the Oregon Constitution. What? Literally in the, the Oregon Constitution, Constitution it's like niggers can't do this and niggers no can't do that. Way. What, the fuck so what year was that? This was like fucking in the like mid two thousands or some shit like that, right? And like fucking, wow. I mean early two thousands, so like two thousand five, two thousand eight, some shit like that. And like fucking, um, what happened? You know, like it was so it won by like one percent. It was like a forty nine. 51 something right so if you look if you looked at the whole state the blue was the people who voted to take it out it was like right down i-5 right yeah so it was a thin sliver of blue and the rest of the state was red and voted to keep it in yeah and out of that so and that's like how does that make you feel as a person of color i mean mean, if you go to fucking oregon you know what i'm saying it's like Bro, it's like, you know what I mean? It is it's a it beautiful is. state, though. Yeah, it's a beautiful visit. state. That's it's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to... I'm not <laughs> so trying to... Like, there's, mad, there's, like, within, within the city itself, there's mad progressive, it dope is. shit going on. A lot of minority... Just people in general doing really creative, dope shit. I and it's just like... I team up with you guys, and we're going to make some shit happen. Oh, okay. really I love how that sounds. <laughs> I moved from <laughs> here to out there, and I'm ready to, like, change it out there. Ooh, so We're ready for an uphill battle. <laughs> <laughs>
very colorful description in the way that you feel. Like your mm. feelings transpire very clearly I'm an when you mind. attack. <laughs> and the next word was emotional. So in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> sadness and darkness, it was like something very deep. You yeah. feel me? And it's like, to me, it's like, okay, this guy's one of those guys. Like he's very in tune with himself and he likes to discuss and put it the inside out and like kind of expose himself and be vulnerable and kind of just be weak with his audience. That's right. your vibe. Right. So um, most people have a really hard time with that. Right. Most people actually hide that part of themselves. Right. So your whole process, your niche, your brand, your style is that. Right. When did you decide that it was okay for you to be vulnerable like that? Uh, honestly, in prison. <laughs> okay. It's trippy, but um, so I fucking uh, but bro, we're about to get some heavy shit. Anyway, so like, I mean, I grew up like playing music, like literally playing instruments and shit, and like was like really coming up. Me and my brother, he played saxophone. I played uh, French horn and shit, and uh, we Brother's played. Good. it Yeah, he's cold, bro. It's fucking cold as shit. I don't yeah. know how good you were, but your brother's good. <laughs> <laughs> bro, we just went in the woods. Wait, why the French horn though? I don't random, bro. Like I, I was playing drums. I was like mad young. I was like five or six or some shit and I was playing drums in this uh, inner city program for to, for like I don't know it was like an inner city band it was like this mm-hmm. inner city program that the city was popping off at the time and uh, I was playing drums and the 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 conductor or whatever was like yo we need a fucking French horn player I was like fuck that <laughs> so, so uh, I started playing French horn and shit and like we, we were doing we were doing crazy shit like touring the whole country and shit and like just doing crazy shit. And then, like, when I got into high school, I was just kind of like, fuck this. But, like, it was kind of like a rebellion thing because, like, I at a certain point, we we got so good that, like, my parents were like, nah, fuck that. you got to stick with this and ride this out. I was like, of I don't fucking want to do it. You know what I mean? So, whatever. So, boom. I, I like, so I always played music and then I, I did poetry and shit, too. And then, like, when I got to a certain age and realized what I could do with the poetry and shit. I started rapping and stuff. That was probably middle school or something. And then, um, anyway, so I started doing music and like, I was, I was really like, I was, I was doing music. Like we were shit, just running around the country doing music, like whatever. We were doing a bunch of shit, but that was like, it was more like, kind of like typical rap shit, I guess. It was more like party rap shit, just talking about hustling, like whatever the fuck. And then, um, of course I was, had to be true to my words, so I started hustling and shit too. But so did whatever. you start to do illegal activities because you felt it fit the character that you were playing, or because nah, you really was about this hustle life? Wanted some fucking money, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was whatever. It, it is what it is. I mean, I was definitely not broke. Like the nigga was getting money and doing things, and like, like you know, what I mean, like when I was young, like I was around a lot of older artists and shit, and that was kind of like the eye-opener for me of what I did not want to become. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be a starving artist. I don't want to, like, it was just like, yo, like, that's not my life. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I need to do to ensure that that doesn't happen. And I chose some bad decisions on how to make that happen and uh, got got hit, which was fucked up because we had a song that was, like, popping and, like, a nigga was, like, on tour all over and shit and, like, literally got arrested on tour and fucking pulled, like... Bro, that night was crazy, bro. But anyway, we like we were in Atlanta. I was with him, bro. It was with him, Hatch, and like it's crazy. You know, we we're in Atlanta, Jay and like Hatch was actually Jay Hatch was literally with me when I got arrested, and like 
Um, shout, out yeah, shout out to J. Hatch. Yeah, shout out to J. Hatch. Thank you for the invite. Yo, you're my nigga. You're still my nigga, bro. I stand up. But yeah, so we were actually in Atlanta going to do a show. It was this song called Cranberry Vodka is the old shit. Actually, I really shouldn't have even brought that up, but whatever. <laughs> don't look that up, bro. Nah, don't do that, bro. Anyway, so fucking, so fucking, we were in Atlanta going to do a show. We like had some like regional rep for like Goose or some shit. It, it was like a big thing because we were trying to figure out ways to co-brand the song with bigger vodka yeah. companies to like get so the it was a branding event oh bro it was huge bro with, so I'm coming out the hotel with possible sponsorships guys you know yeah, that's a big yeah bro it was big as fuck so I'm coming yeah. out the hotel fucking ice is out there FBI shit it was crazy bro so wow. boom I get wrapped up um, long story short I, like I, I ended up having to do like a couple years like a couple years and a half or some shit and it's like during that time it was just like major trend. I really had no intention of even coming back to music when I got out to be honest and like um I just, I mean, shit, you only have so many things to do in prison, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I did a lot of soul searching with myself and like read mad books. I mean, I always read, but I like read mad books, right? And then just like the people I was with inside, bro, like, I mean, I, I went to federal prison. It wasn't like, I mean, states fucked up too, but federal is like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm literally around people who are doing 10, 20, 30, 40, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was like mad time. So it's just, um, you know, really, really peeping game and just figuring out what the fuck I wanted to do and just spiritually I like reached a different place you know what I mean and so when I came home um really like fats a couple other people were really instrumental in like like convincing me to do music again and just like bro at least try some shit see what happens and like you know what I mean like we came you know I started cooking again in the lab and stuff and came up with some dope shit and um anyway like the stuff that I started making when I came out that's when I got to this vulnerability vulnerability place but that also ties into like my like spiritual awakening if you will you know what I mean so it's like through all the books and all the stuff that I gained when I was down that's what allowed me to be comfortable with myself to like put this kind of shit out you know what I mean it's just like it was uh it was it's fucked up but it was like it was necessary you know what I'm saying for me I don't know where I would have ended up you know what I mean and even even if the music shit would have worked out before I probably would have fucking tank you know what I mean like yeah. I was just on a path for destruction you right. feel me and it's like don't get me wrong I still wild out and shit like here and there but it's oh. like I'm not I'm not like <laughs> you have your limitations and right you know, you know what I'm saying I mean like, according to fans he kind of made a face <laughs> like but you know uh, it's a balance right this is being recorded you know what I'm saying but and, and like I said I still have my like more ratchet shit whatever but it's just like like I said there's just there's this overarching thing that I'm trying to accomplish with people that kind of, that engage with my music, and it it's it spurs from my time down to you know to now. You know what I mean? Like what what it is I actually want to accomplish, where it is I want to go, what I, what it is I want people to to feel and, and and experience when they when they listen to my music. You know what I mean? And so it's just like um, yeah, I don't know. anyway. So that 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 ability to be vulnerable came from when I was down, and it's just like. You know, I, so you had to reach rock bottom. Yeah. To actually feel that. Literally. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do you think that that's gonna stop you from doing illegal things again? Uh, me, fucking right. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was taken out of a lot, bro. Like I was taking like I I literally like right when the case hit, I just had my son, and then fucking so I was taken away from him for years, like. You know what I mean? Taking away from music, taking away. I was taking away from everything, bro. Like everything. You know, like I don't ever want to be back in that place again. Ever. So, yeah, um, I'm not fucking with it. (laughs) 
So you found your kind of sweet spot in where in the music that you want to deliver and what you kind of want to share with others. Yeah. And vulnerability is, I mean, I hate to say it, it's like kind of more approachable and you can feel it more through an artist when it's real, when it's honest. You can see that with social media area that we're in, you kind of be like, oh, this is fake. And like we've recently, you've seen artists just be real funny and phony in the words that they the say. A shit, cry for bro. attention. A, a cry for attention yeah. in a different fashion. And then yeah. we've noticed that those who just keep it honest 100 yeah. are the ones who continue to have longevity and have longevity. Because we can kind of read through that as the fans, as, as the consumers. They'll be like, well, that shit just... Yeah. When people apologize for foolishness that they did, and you be right. like, "Well, you're lying." Right? <laughs> you meant because it. you know you meant it. Right. Like, you know hello. you meant it when you called the bitch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> little things. So authenticity is a major thing now because it's all right through social media right. and how you deliver and how you uh, kind of spread your message. He, so that's it. Is like he really is himself on social media. <laughs> 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 if we look at his story right now, yeah, all right, strip club last night. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, devil's advocate. I'm gonna ask really you that. <laughs> you're looking at it from a business perspective you feel me like you are his manager so you see potential in him yeah. eventually to see earnings because why else would you manage him you know this is a business music is a business cool is it good that he's reckless Okay, well, I wouldn't say that he's reckless. Yeah, uh, that, yeah, that, he's. I, uh, I would say that he's. <laughs> That's a strong uh, word right there. <laughs> I, I would say that he's, uh, you know, a little uh, difficult at times. Okay. Like all artists are. Okay. Uh, you know, he has a, uh, uh, you know, an ego of an artist, and not, but not the good thing is he doesn't have an ego when it comes to like working, you know, and, and industry people. He's just got a lot of people tugging on him from all angles at one time. It's hard to get him to a certain place at a certain time and, you know what I mean, all that stuff. But that kind of comes with the... Uh, comes with the territory. The, of the territory. And he's also, uh, I mean, he's a pretty, uh, like, live dude. That, you know, he's always, I mean, shit, he's out six days a week out in Portland, you know what I mean? Getting, but wait, uh, let's, let's, let's... I'm not out like. Am I lying? Uh, nah, bro. But I'm out, bro. You know no, I'm at. I'm in the fucking studio. Every, till by six the way, everyone is shaking their head in the office. Yeah, everyone in this room. Nah, look, nah, they're they're I'm, 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 let me finish though. Yeah. He, he works. He does work. Yeah, hold on, bro. Let's clarify. Both, that, both on other things and in the studio. But my point is just that he's always going. He doesn't sleep much. And when he's he sleeps, a busy guy. When he sleeps, it's usually like right now, he'll nod off in the chair for a little while. <laughs> and then he'll be back up. That's, that's, that's that rock star. Rock star. Honestly, yeah. he, don't, he don't sleep that much. He's either yeah. working or in the studio or partying. Right. So that's what I mean by it's just, it's not like he's sitting around doing nothing. He's just everywhere all at one time. Just like anybody, it's hard to. Hustling. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Hustling and partying and having fun. <laughs> yeah. But that's the best part of the music is about too. That's part of the reason why we all do this. Everybody wants to do this because they want to be able to live life, work hard at what you love to do, right. and still live life some more, right? right? Why else would you do this? And that's that's, that's part of this thing, too. Like, these guys know if you're around him, he sucks you into his world. Are you one of those where, like, people have to be prepared to go to... Like, I, I have, like, a list of people be like, man, this person invited me. I have to, like... Reading whole like my whole aura has to be right in place yeah. before I go there because I know where I'm going to and whatever I yeah. end up at yeah, and what's gonna happen or you don't, don't know what's yeah. gonna happen well you don't know <laughs> right so it's like okay let's just be prepared like you know you have that person. one friend that every time you go out yeah I end up doing the total opposite of what the plan was 
and you I end feel up like that's his time. right, <laughs> and you end up having the one of those moments in life that you never forget. Cause like, yeah, that shit was wild yesterday. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, You're that To me, that's not that's not reckless. Like I'm open to life. You know what I mean? And it's like that. The thing is, like people see. You know, I curate what people see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people don't see the fucking 10 hours I was in the studio, they see the 10, 20 minutes I may have stepped out to have a drink and it was a fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, But they don't see all this other shit because it's like, bro, it's not that exciting. I'm in there going over fucking lyrics and beats and da-da-da-da-da and telling people shut the fuck up so I can record. You know what I'm saying? It's not... You know what I mean? So it's, it's not like, glamorous. Right. You know what I mean? So they don't, you know what I mean? They, they don't see the hundreds of hours shooting shots in the gym. They see game time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, that's, that's the... That's why I'm like, reckless is kind of a, a choosy word right now. Because, like, I don't think I'm that reckless. I mean, yeah, I'll be going ham. But it's like, I, I'm going ham because I'm up till fucking 7 in the morning. And I have to be at the office at 9. And, and you I'm fucking, deserve it. Yeah, bro. Like, fuck There that. you, you go. So, in, in the focus of your music, what are some of your influences? Like, growing up, just like, because I know you mentioned playing the French horn. And right. that is, like, weird classical. <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean. You I know what's crazy? That's it's, outside of urban. Yeah, yeah, way outside. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy? I mean, like. Like, you know, my moms and pops were very, very, I don't even, I mean, I want to say eclectic, but really, I mean, they were just heavy into soul music, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so I was raised, as far as what they played, excuse me, on a lot of that shit, and then, like, when I was younger, I was actually, like, really into rock and shit, and then fucking, I, like, evolved into hip-hop, like, my brother used to always make fun of me and shit, like, bro, why are you listening to this trash, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but, like, fucking, you know, I kind of evolved into hip-hop, but then, like, um, like, the classical shit, I mean, I, I spent so much time playing it. It's not like I'll go home and listen to Bach or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like I spent so much time playing it, it couldn't help but have an effect on shit. And so like I started when I started producing and shit, I would like like I would be in rehearsals for orchestras or whatever the fuck and be like listening to parts like damn it'd be a cold sample you know what I mean like and just like flipping shit in my head you know what I mean so and your like, ear has completely right you know what I mean yeah. which I think is awesome that's yeah, dope it was, as fuck it was definitely I mean as much as I didn't like that time in my life like it was, it has a very crucial impact on my growth you know what I mean especially the people I was around and shit like I was around some crazy talented like individuals whether they were composers other fellow players mm-hmm. of, you know, different instruments or whatever the fuck, just like, like, I mean, I don't know, there's this chick I went to, I went to art school and shit too, when I was in high school, I got the scholarship and whatever the fuck, but anyway, this chick I went to school with, her name is Esperanza Spalding, she's won, a, I, know, I think she's won I one know. or two Grammys yeah, at this point, but dope. like, it's mad dope, like, this is who I was around when I was, she's like, we actually dope. had a little fucking jazz, hip-hop band, whatever yeah. the fuck together, like, like, it was, uh, so anyway, I was just, I was around very, very 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 talented people like my whole life you know what I mean it's just like that that couldn't help but have an impact on me it rubs I mean? off on you Absolutely. somehow yeah. but it, that reminds me of mom is always right we had an episode where like damn you don't realize until you're older that your mom or your right. dad was always right Right. so then you think about it they gave you that French horn or whoever and right. it was like now it has a purpose for you Right. and being surrounded by all that music has a reason for Absolutely. later Absolutely. now you have an advantage of that ear and that sound of something Absolutely. to use ahead of everybody else right right, right. you can make some shit happen be like oh cause you know what cause I know that's Bach and I know this is the line right right and blah 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 <laughs> you can fuck with people be like ha Mozart number blah 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 and I'm gonna put this in so it's that's what that reminds me of. we were saying like damn our parents were re- like Right. Okay, I'm 30 now, and I get what she was saying, and I know why she put me in that damn ballet class or whatever. Facts. It all serves Facts. its purpose at the end of the day. And right. it also diversifies your conversation Absolutely. options. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. is very important for those of you who are looking to network and to look to expand your reach. 
It's important to be able to be a chameleon and be able to adapt to environments. Yeah. The fact that you have that classical music background, you can have conversations with people that will not be able to have a conversation with an average rapper. Yeah, you see facts. what I'm saying? So that Legend. does give you that, a leg up. I want to speak on that real quick because, like, you know, I do a lot of weird shit. Like, I, I associate <laughs> with weird people. These motherfuckers always on my weird is shit. by the way Pacific Northwest is weird. It's weird as fuck, bro. Like Portland slogan is keep Portland weird, bro. Like, <laughs> and for me, I've learned I was like I have to accept the weirdness that is happening yeah. all around me. But that's, that's just how people are. But I really wanted to speak on that diversifying your your circle. Like, I mean, I have a lot of different people that I talk to like on a daily basis that are like have nothing to do with music. They're fucking painters or designers or. You know what I mean? Marketing strategists for fucking something way to the left of anything that I might, that any any logical person might find use of, but there's some use in it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, like just speaking to what you said, like being, growing up the way I grew up and having to, having to interact with all these different kinds of people has put me in a good spot now to be able to have these conversations with all kinds of people that, you know what I mean? I just... We just did this crazy interview with this dude named Brian Grafe, who was, like, the executive producer for the uh, Saving Banksy movie. And, like, we, like, hung out, bro. Like, we, like, high-key hung out. He, like, manages a lot of uh, muralists and shit. And they uh, travel the world painting murals and shit all over the world. You know, like, street artists and shit. And so we hung out, had some great conversation, like, chill. You know what I mean? But just being in rooms with people like that and being able to have a kind of meaningful conversation that motherfucker's on my line you know what I'm saying like yeah. yo what, what you got going on like, what's going you know what I mean like being culturally dope, involved you know what I'm saying right kind right. of deal and knowing little things right like it just opens up what, what could happen for you and it's just like I don't know that, that to me is dope as fuck you know what I mean like I don't want to be boxed in anything you know what I mean like oh you can only do this like nah, nah I, I hate that you can't tell me what I can't do you know what I mean yeah I think that's one of the reasons why I'm such a big fan of the whole coast to coast concept that you guys have going on because I know that clearly you know everybody always thinks that the world is as big as what's around you so it's like everybody wants to be popping in their own environment or they want to be popping based on who it is that they follow on right. their social media streams you know everything is always your own world, your own box. And I think that because music is so global now, because the the niche right now is to be worldwide and that's really what makes you relevant and all of that. And we know that the scale has grown. American music is the most powerful music in the world. So it's like we, we understand that scale. And to know that people have an avenue where you guys created a community for people, basically. Right. Where people can actually interact with acts from other countries. You say seven countries, right? That's Seven countries is what we do, right? Okay, so what are those countries? So, United States, Canada, UK, France, Germany, Amsterdam, Australia. Okay, that's amazing. There's a lot of versatility in the languages in some of those countries, right? Yeah. So how do you guys deal with listening to, let's say, a singer, a vocalist, a rapper that's singing in a different language? Well, really, it's um, the key to that is to have the judges from, you know, the judges of our showcase will be from that market. So they'll be, you know, if we do when we do it in France, we have like a platinum producer from from France, you know, that speaks French and. Um, a couple other, you know, a French DJ who speaks French. So um, it usually just kind of works itself out like that as far as, you know, the people who are actually judging and scoring these performers usually speak the language. And music is so dope that you don't even need... I mean, there were some people yeah, who performed this past weekend that weren't speaking English, and it was great. 
you know, music is one of those things where, you know, you don't necessarily need to know the language to vibe to the music, but as far as them, like, checking in and registering and giving you right. the right. that's, that's, <laughs> that's where the challenge happens. Yeah, yeah. But we have Google a, Translate for that one. Yeah. Yeah. We have a guy uh, named Gareth, shout out to Gareth, he uh, does all of our European shows, and he's a great guy, he's from London, actually, these guys, she knows him, and... Uh, yeah, he, he, he handles it very well. You know, he can, it, even if he doesn't speak the language, you can get somebody to translate for you or whatever. Right. So so I know that this weekend you guys recently had a winner and you yeah. guys had someone win $50,000. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Super mm-hmm. dope. Awesome. I love numbers like that, right? Yeah. Now we're talking. Let's cook. Let's do this. Let's compete because now we're talking about money. Yeah. Now I can actually do something with this money. Mm-hmm. How did this person gets to this point how long did it take for them to win how does a person compete next year so basically the world championship is for every first place winner so we do 30 shows every month in 30 different cities so throughout the year you know 360 to 400 shows depending on the schedule and uh, they all get to come to Miami Labor Day weekend to compete in the championship so first they have to sign up for our showcase in their city they have to win it doesn't have to be their city but whatever city they want win that showcase then they get to come down to the championship and compete this year we had almost 300 artists compete in the championship it took us three three days (coughs) to uh, judge them all and then we had the top 30 out of those perform in the championship and then we picked the top five so the top five actually got prizes first place got fifty thousand second place got twenty five hundred third place got twelve fifty fourth place got a thousand and fifth place even got five hundred bucks you guys had two fifth place winners this year. and we did two fifth because they're technically their scores were tied and we liked them both and uh you know might as well give them both the five hundred bucks that's awesome definitely not gonna have two first place winners <laughs> <laughs> It really is it's awesome to see this is my experience as being in the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best part about it is that I got to sit there and I got to feel the energy and the hunger and the desire from the yeah. people in the audience. Yeah. You feel me? Like I feel like that's the experience that I really love the most. Because you know, I you know I podcast and I do stuff and I network. So you meet artists all the time. You know what I mean? But you don't always get to see the artist be vulnerable and want it so bad. Because right. everybody always acts so cool and it's like, you know, I've been popular. <laughs> you know, like that's what everybody always acts and like. And you can't hide that when you you're can't hide that. You know, right. you're, you're already putting it on your sleeve. So, you're like, like, just, I'm out here trying to make this money. Right. Yeah. Trying to win this exactly. Money. And it's not even about the money sometimes. It's about saying I won. You right. know what I mean? And it's like sitting there and being in the audience and just like watching everybody. And it's like everybody's just like on edge. And it's mm-hmm. like... You hear the fifth place, and you hear some people's just souls just crushing, yeah. and then you hear the third place, and more souls are crushing. And you're like, "Yo, this is so intense! Like it's dope." Yeah. And I don't mean it in a way to make fun of people who didn't win or whatever, because at the end of the day, if you made it to the top thirty, that's very impressive. Based on the numbers that you just said, yeah. for you to even get to that caliber, yeah, that's impressive. Thousands and thousands of that's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean the the great thing about this year too was that I really saw a lot of com- camaraderie between the artists even so like my instagram has definitely been blowing up a lot more than usual just because there were so many artists this year and i talked to so many of them took pictures with them all and stuff and a bunch of them lost and they are just you know posting up posts thanking us saying even though i lost i had an amazing time the networking a lot of people also posted on the um the winner's page like oh you did great you know you're a worthy person to lose to i mean he blew he blew everyone 
Like, I agree no, that there was, no was such good sportsmanship. It, it was. Yeah, it was, it was amazing sport. Even a though. Couple of sour apples. Hold on a second. <laughs> Y'all were in there. I had this interview with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. He also, I think he's from, no, he was Arizona okay. is where he was from. By the way, no one that I interviewed was from Miami. Blew my mind. Every single person. Yeah, there wasn't many people. From no, California. like no, I thought that was dope though that I got to speak to so many people from all over the country and right. and basically a lot of Canadians too. I was like, this is yeah. awesome. And then I said, you know, do you guys praise Drake? They didn't really like that, but whatever. <laughs> so then, um, <laughs> so having this, you know, because you gotta make them comfortable sometimes. You know, people be mad or tight when they see the mic. All of a sudden, <laughs> you don't have nothing to say. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I I was having these conversations with people and. Just listening to them, and everybody was just so like, look, I didn't place, but I'm good with it. And this was awesome, and blah, blah, blah. However, this one individual, he was tight. He was mad. He was like, you know what? Y'all don't really understand real music, and da, 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 da. And he was just like so aggressive. And then he said he had been locked up for a couple of years. This is right. his first time in society, I think. Like, it was just like, right. he was very upset. <laughs> he was very upset. And it's like, to me, I'm like, yo, like, this is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, people really take this. Like, if, if I don't win this, this shit is not legit. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, it's like, seeing how passionate everybody was was a very awesome experience. And I think that for those of you who listen to us, I know a lot of independent artists listen to us and a lot of people who want to be acknowledged as being talented. It's definitely something worth checking out. I would definitely say that. I would co-sign on that. I think it's definitely worth checking out and you get an opportunity at the end of the day to at least network with individuals that can give you relationships that can bring you to another level. So I think it's awesome. For sure, yeah, and the networking at the conference is, is just great. Big deal. So even guys from Miami or from wherever, they don't have to win the right. championship to come to the conference. You know, they can they can come they to can the come. conference. You know, no matter what. Sometimes making it, it's not about what you know, it's who you know. Right. So networking sure. always works in that way. <laughs> it's often about who you know. Eighty <laughs> percent of the time, if you know. <laughs> even just trying to work in general, just finding things. It's most, it's the plugs. It's. It's all about who you know. Yeah, it's the club. When's the next coast to coast event? Um, is there one coming up, or is it like every season? All the well, as far as the the championship is just every Labor Day weekend here. In Miami oh, nice. For the conference and the championship, but um, <coughs> our next show is on the eighth, September eighth. We have a show in uh, San Francisco or Oakland. Excuse me. Yeah, our tours. <coughs> our tours start you know early in the month and. Go throughout the. I guess they go home. But tell them the website so they can check it out. Uh, coasttocoastlive.com is where you can go check out the event schedule, sign up to perform, all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, 30, 30 cities every month. It kind of just keeps going. We have a team that tours the West Coast. We have a team that tours out of the South and the Midwest. We have a team that tours the East Coast. Uh, we have a team that tours all of Europe. Um, so they're they're all constantly working at the same time. Sometimes we we'll have three three shows in a night in three different cities. What's your favorite city? My favorite city. Uh, Miami. Okay. <laughs> Keep it loyal. Yeah. Keep it loyal. I like that. I mean, no problem. Uh, yeah, Miami. I mean, I'm from Portland, so I think. Uh, oh Portland wow, too. you're also from Portland. Yeah, from How Portland. interesting. I, I know this guy. Um, we we started coast to coast in Portland, and then we moved it down here uh, nine years ago. Yeah. Very dope. Nine years ago. So yeah, I, I love Miami. I love Portland. I love, you don't like Amsterdam? I like Amsterdam. 
Uh, yeah, I like it. That's cool. was nice. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> this guy. I heard they treat their people really well there. It is. It's very nice, and everyone's. It's kind of like Portland people riding bikes around. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. It's everywhere. We, we, we never see so many bikes in my life. We is legal, and bikes are like required. I mean, we is legal in Miami too. No, 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 I mean, I mean the way store. people smoke out here in these streets—that's crazy, though. Because, like, for example, in Portland, it's completely legal. You walk into a store and buy it. You don't need a license or anything. But you can't smoke in the club. You would fu- you no. would get arrested in a second. <laughs> yeah. But out here, it's you know you get arrested for it on the street. But God forbid, the club, you smoke, God forbid you smoke a cigarette here. They're like, hey, that is wrong. <laughs> if you're lighting a split, no one has a problem with it. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, so that, that's that's cool. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've been everywhere because I used to do the tours. Right. Um, but you know, on my own. So I went to all the cities. I think my favorite cities are Miami. Very and nice. Portland. Well, you're maybe, in the right place. Maybe though. Atlanta. That reminds me that Amsterdam, it's amazing how the bikes have the right of way than everybody else. Yeah. Same thing not from walking, it's not, not the car. Yeah. The bike yeah, comes first. Crazy. That's what I mean about then everything else. They, the, the, literally, the laws favor the bike. Yeah. The, the bike. Like if, you hit, if a biker hits you, yeah. it's basically you get treated like you hit yeah. the biker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. oh, yeah. The ticket is everything. It's all yeah. yours if you're yeah. in the car. It's nuts. The bike's always good. Uh, the bikes are out of control. Finally, they did a bike tax, but that's not going to do much, though. <laughs> They finally charged them a bike tax. They're going to have a protest against that. Portland is so protest friendly, it's out of control, bro. There's wow. a protest Out of everything. control. By the way, Voodoo all Donuts these, is not that great. No, I just want to share that. Does everyone agree with me that Voodoo Donuts is not that great? It's, it's not special. I, I apologize that we might not ever get a sponsor from them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that because they will be kicking money around. On the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, Marley said that no one. If you're listening, we love them. That's like delicious. Like the maple bar with the bacon. bacon. That's my <laughs> <laughs> right, So speaking of Portland, tell everybody who's visiting Portland what's a great spot to visit. <sighs> Shit. As far as like what? Like what? Food clubs? Like what are you? Yeah. Give me a food and I'm give a me a spot. Yeah, he's a food Oh, player. my God. Probably all I don't, food trucks. Yo, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, the food trucks is dope, but, like, I don't even know what spot I would say is the best. It really depends on what you want. If you want Cuban food, go to Palm Beach. If you want French food, go to uh, uh, Le Pigeon. If you want fucking, uh, uh, you want steaks and shit, probably, uh, what's the guy up there on Burnside? Uh, Ringside? Ringside. Ringside's pretty dope. Um, I'm gonna shoot a text message next time I go. Oh yeah, fuck you, no, no. <laughs> because yeah, I, got I went to Cartlandia. Cartland. 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 On Foster. I don't somewhere. I was just like. Why? Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the middle of nowhere. Oh no! Who did that to you? Trash. No, 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 no. It was fine. It was yeah. good. It was just yeah. like we were looking for a restaurant to yeah, eat yeah. at. Like, Touch down what you got, bro. I got all the spots, bro. My homegirl works for a, a, a restaurant management service, so she hits me to everything new that's on the You're the clean spots. I'm like front You're line. the kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And all the clean spots. All too. the clean. Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't do that very soon. <laughs> we actually have a friend that her mom is like a health inspector. Oh, yeah. So we all know all the clean spots. Oh, okay. So we used to like be like, do not eat there. <laughs> not, I don't okay. think Portland really has that problem. If you're gonna really compete on a restaurant level out there, your shit better be like legit, legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the dive shits, like they're in their own like. Mark. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know you you're hanging. You know it's it's that. You know what I mean? But if you're really trying to be like 
on the restaurant list and shit, bro, like, you gotta be, like, top game, bro. It's, like, your restaurants to look dope, the food has to be A1, like, service has gotta be on point, like, everything's gotta, you know, you can't yeah, have everything. a bomb food with shit on the floor, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, not important, like, that's The just competition be, is heavy. Ah, super heavy. Yeah, I think super the health heavy. codes in the city is a lot Yeah, shit. that too. Miami yeah. is a very... As long as you got their bread oh for the God. application or whatever. As long as you can pay that rent, they right. do not care. They are killing. They don't have those signs, right? Miami doesn't have like the signs. If they do, that shit is faded and old, and they. they don't I don't think they do the letter signs like they do. Like the ratings. The ratings. Yeah. Seattle has the ratings. Like, like, everybody in New York. Yeah, I don't think the A restaurants, the B restaurants. has the rating. Like they're just looking if you got like a Zagat Award or you got high Yelp. Oh, that's like, all that Zagat, shit, bro. Yeah, yeah bro. Seattle has the Zagat, But then they be saying like Zagat 2013. I'm like, that's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot has changed yes. since 2013. But anyway, let's get back to the point here. We want everyone to listen to your music, follow you, love you. I want everyone to listen to my music too. I want we want everybody to support you. We want everybody to spend money when it comes to you. We want people to go see you perform. We want people to love you. We want people to support the movement, the effort, and the everything. Now, this is your chance to tell everybody how to follow you, what to do when they do follow you, how to know to follow and come to your shows, and what cities you will be at next. Please share. Um, well, first of all, I'm not really doing, like, a ton of shows. Like, we, I, I don't know. I was, like, anyway, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, but as far as the music goes, it's ESO, XO, Supreme. Um, you, that's for all social media stuff on any platform that you so desire as far as streaming and shit. Um, we have music there. It's SOXO Supreme, once again. Um, I would highly, highly encourage you to tap into the YouTube and the videos and stuff, like, we put in a lot of work on the videos. Yeah, uh, can they, we get a video team shout out here? Oh, uh, yeah, the video. <laughs> Shiner, 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 Shiner Pacific, Shiner Films, Shiner Pacific. We're Shiner Pacific now, right? Shiner Pacific, man, big shout out to my squad. We're, we're down here right now shooting videos and all this shit right now. But, um, yeah, we put in a lot, of, a lot of work, a lot of creative thought and energy into those videos and stuff. And um, I, for one, am, like, super proud of it. I know Shiner's proud of it, too. But I would say that's a great entryway to the music is to go peep the videos and stuff. Um, I think it'll give you an idea creatively of like what we're on. And then, um, you know, from there, we have we have a lot of good shit. We just released a bunch of EPs over the summer. And then we're on a single schedule right now. So we're dropping singles like every two weeks. So it's just, there's just a lot of content coming. There's a lot of content already out. So go dive in. You know what I mean? But tap into YouTube first. Watch the videos. And shout, out to your, shout out to your team because the pictures are really nice. And then I like the artwork for Pisces because I'm a Pisces. So I just hey, take home. Oh, well, I like that. And I was like, I'm a Pisces and we're going to continue playing this. <laughs> hey. So if you're looking for a market of just like Pisces, or, I was like, yep, that's Definitely. the one. Speaking of Pisces, that's the newest single. If you are Pisces, this is for you. If you're not a Pisces, you probably know a Pisces, so turn them on to it. But yeah, man, that's a new single. Go check that out. Are you a traditional Pisces? What does that mean? (laughs) He's a contemporary Pisces. (laughs) Smooth, uh, smooth. What do you mean, like, just emotional shit? Fuck yeah. Clearly he's emotional. Clearly we've tapped into it. 
happened in the as fuck. But there's also the indecisiveness kind of thing. Oh, bro, it's a problem. That goes like you really. It's a problem. On a personal scale, this is what I say. On a personal, we can't make personal decisions. We can make business decisions. Yeah. So personal fuck decisions what's going to impact your life. You'll be like, mm, I won't take that red shirt. Or, mm, I don't want those sneakers. You're going to yeah. do that. But if it comes business, you'll be like, no, I need you to move. And I need you to go. And I wanted you to do this. I'm going to tell you a secret sauce. Come on, man. Let me have it. You got to work with a Capricorn. Because it's a good combination. Who's a Capricorn? It works really well. I thought it was Aries. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm saying Capricorns are really good at making decisions. Word. Well, so I'm just letting you know if you need a hit up, <laughs> you make decisions. They 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 they're creative, I'm and then I'm a decision maker. So that's sure. how it works. More creative yeah. on that side. That's why ex traditional Pisces don't can't make decisions for personal purposes. Right, right. For business, they can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucked up. They're quick on their toes. <laughs> there you go, guys. So Pisces and everybody who matches Pisces, that zodiac stuff, we always find a way to like make it mythical when we talk. Oh, like, it's always it's about science. It's really dope. <laughs> And we, we, we were talking about, what were we talking about? Like the moon and the stars? We talk about a lot of stuff like that. <laughs> so, so, because you guys, remember, please support and Portland. Shout out to you guys. Um, I'm not sure if we've ever had a guest from Portland before, so we really are appreciative to have somebody of y'all, y'all caliber. I had two guests. Two guests from Portland. That's Actually, amazing. Actually, you got four. four. And four. So I just need to know when everyone goes back so that I can make my three hours take the train. And I can meet up with y'all because if you know all the hot spots where to be, if yeah. I'm eating wrong out there, enjoy Portland <laughs> wrong out there. Yeah, you gotta tap in. I go back on the 11th. They go back in a couple of days. I, I go back on the 11th. Huh? I go on the 11th too. And that torturous flight that y'all gotta take, right? It's not that bad. You know what I mean? I always fly Delta. Delta takes care of me. I love Delta. Shout out to Delta. We need a sponsorship. I love Delta. Okay. I'm jealous. I love me. So you get Delta come. You get the upgrades. You get all that shit. I told people, I was like, Delta Comfort feeds you on that. Right back. <laughs> so don't forget to follow us, subscribe, and email us at Messy Mondays Podcast um, with any messy stories or any comments, suggestions. Thank you again to Fats and SOXO Supreme. Did I say ESO because that's like, ESO, 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 Supreme. Thank you guys for joining us, and don't forget to follow us again, Messy Mondays Podcast. Enjoy your Monday. Thank you very much for everyone who came out to support the one-year anniversary of Messy Monday's podcast. We want to say a special thank you to our house, Wynwood. Thank you so much. It was beautiful. It's such a nice venue. The art is gorgeous. Um, We had unlimited mimosas. We had a good time. Um, We really do appreciate those who who swung by, who stuck around. Every little presence does count. And thank you so much to Be Latina with the good hair. We really appreciate you guys coming out and curls. Oh my God. Amazing hair products. Thank you so much for supporting the natural curly hair movement. Make sure to stay tuned for the pictures and videos and uh, we'll keep you posted on any additional events. Messy Mondays. Messy Messy Mondays.